Welcome to another episode of the Pat Split Podcast presented by SB Nation. I'm your host, Stephen Thompson, joined as always by Chris Blackie. How's it going tonight? Oh, not too shabby. How's it going? Good. You know, we survived the storm last weekend, so didn't need all the bread or milk, so that was good. Tell me about it. (laughs) I mean, as we know, Patriots-wise, there's not a ton going on. You know, we had the combine last week, so there's always going to be, oh, my God, look how far this guy jumped up the board, or, man, is this guy stupid (laughs) type of stuff. And, you know, it's it's a tough job for, you know, scouts and, like, Bill and all them because the truth is somewhere in the middle, more than likely. Right. So, I mean, obviously, they do their due diligence all throughout the year. You know, they're they always say they're a little bit behind when they make it far in the playoffs, but I'm not really buying it. <laughs> That's probably a little bit stuck in the middle too. Right, yeah. But you know, who are they who are they gonna take in the draft? That kind of stuff. I mean it's impossible to tell. I mean a lot of teams draft based on need or whatever, but the Pats they don't really seem to do that. I mean, they took alignment, I guess, was what so was their big need in the first round, but then they took Sony Michelle with their second pick. So a lot of us, a lot of people didn't think that was a big need, but we were absolutely proven wrong on that one. Everyone. Right. I mean, that kid, I thought he was going to be good, but what he turned into, my goodness, first year, you know, get, gets the only touchdown in the Super Bowl. Can't really ask for much more from a rookie. No, you can't. Patriots always take what they perceive to be the best player on the board. It makes no difference what position they're in. Right. Except for, like, wide receivers. They they have very bad luck with those teams. Oh, yeah, they're horrible, especially if they draft them early. It's, it's, It's never a good sign. Now, do you put any stock at all into combine numbers? Because I know for I don't. No, I mean yeah. I watch some college football, so I'll go by what I see during the year for the player. Right. Like, like yeah, I mean I put like zero into the combine. I mean I think that's more for TV and stuff and like last minute type of preparation work. But I mean you got to go by the body of work. You can't go by one test, so to speak, and you know, oh, I'm going to take him or nope, not going to take him because of his, you know, 8.5 cone drill. You know, it's, right. it's just not making any sense. To me, the tape doesn't never lies. Right. That's what I would strictly go by. I would not even, I guess I would go to the combine, maybe to talk to the, to the potential prospect. Mm-hmm. But I don't care what he does for um, drill-wise. How big his hand is, how tall he is, you know, how fast he is, that don't mean nothing to me. No. It's what, it's what on the tape, in my opinion, is going to carry the weight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you take some stock in that kind of stuff, but like you said, it's you got to go by the body of work, plain and simple. I mean, I think that's what... Pretty sure that's what Bill and them do anyways. 
I would hope so. Okay, the guy can run the full full, but that's straight. That's not, you know, horizontal. Right, like, you know, say if it's a defender doing that or if it's an offensive player, like, well, how's he going to do when the defender's up in his face? Is he going to be able to get away from the guy? And, you know, how strong is he? Can he be a little physical? You know, that kind of thing. If a guy's jamming at the line, can he muster up enough strength to get away and still run a decent route? That kind of stuff. Exactly. I would, for alignment, I want to see if they can break off off of the tackle and how well they tackle when they break off of it. Mm-hmm. Not so much, you know, their move to the quarterback. That's important, yeah, but I'm going to be looking for your basic fun- fundamentals right. when push comes to the shelf. Yeah, and for like the it, Patriots scheme, can you set the edge or do you get mm-hmm. lost inside, that kind of stuff? Yeah, exactly. If you can't tackle, I don't want you. No, Jesus. No, I mean, especially where they can't really do a lot of full padded practices throughout the year. Right. Bill said this a number of times. It's extremely difficult to, like, work on tackling and stuff during the year because, like, the CBA just doesn't allow it. Right. And I guess for me, position-wise, as you go outwards, I'm going to be looking more for – you know, your general awareness of what's going on, how well you can pick up a route, that type of stuff, how well your hands are for a corner or a safety, how good you tackle, linebacker, same thing. Linebacker's going to be smart. Um, you don't want a linebacker second-guessing every player that's out there. No, no. Yeah, I mean, you just one yeah. time machine going at once. Yeah, I mean, too, as a linebacker, you can be fast as hell, but if you're constantly reading the play wrong, it's not good. <laughs> it's going to be irrelevant. Right. right. You're going to be running yourself out of the play, making big holds and stuff. Well, that was always a knock on Jamie Collins. He'd go rogue all the time, and before you know it, the guy was 40 yards down the field because you're in the wrong position. Yeah, exactly. That's what ultimately yeah. got him shipped out of here. You got to know that playbook, and more importantly, you have to stick to the play. Right. There's going to be times where you have to improvise, just because that's just that's just the name of the game. At times, you have to. Yeah. But you don't want to get out there and try to improvise at the wrong time before you know it. Like I was saying, the guy sixty yards on the field and for the end zone, that's going to be a problem. Mm, right. That's why a lot of these linebackers you see, Hightower, Van Noy, even uh, back further, Mayo, Bruschi, they all could tackle. They're all very smart players, and they all could tackle well. And that's just something I see going forward. They're not going to change anything now. They've been pretty much doing the same exact thing from the beginning. Bill's not going to change what he does. No. Overnight. There's no chance. So, you know what you're going to get. Everyone thinks they know who's going to get picked, but actually, we have no clue. It's just a guessing game. Especially when they're sitting there picking 32nd. Right. They're going to take the <laughs> best person available. Or they're going to trade out the picks, one to two. 
<laughs> and yeah, if, they well, trade up, <laughs> if they trade up for a guy, they really, really like him. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. If they make a move, you know for a fact that he is enamored by him. Have you seen anyone that you... Who would you like to see him go for? I mean, it's tough to... Both tight ends from Iowa are pretty good, but I know I'm like people aren't on as high as him as I am, but I like the tight end from Alabama. I think he would fit really well here, Irv Smith Jr. I think he's kind of right now he's projected to go second round, but I mean if he's there at 32, I could see the Pats taking him. I mean they need a tight end. I mean they just cut Dwayne Allen. I mean, people have mixed yeah. feelings on him, but he was a hell of a blocker. Oh, the yeah. guy, Smith Jr., he can block and he can catch. So if they get somebody like him, that could fill the hole that Allen's leaving. Less money. I mean, even well, though... Right. I guess he's visiting with like four teams. Supposedly, he's got four visits lined up. But that's what I heard today. But who knows if that's accurate or if that's just agent talk. Right. But, I mean, it's... They got to do something like that. In my, right. problem, my, my problem is I can't give a name. Right. I don't know. I don't watch college football. So you can sit here and you can say, this is the can't-miss guy. And I'm like, yeah, okay, and whatever. We'll see how he does in the pros. Because I've heard so many stories where, you know, player A is a, is a can't-miss prospect. He's going to do great things. He's going to be a pro bowl and he's out of the league in two years. Right. Meanwhile, player D, who didn't even get invited to the combine, is a Super Bowl winner already. <laughs> but Jawan Bentley, he didn't even get invited to the combine. No. Yeah. So, it's a crapshoot. No matter, no matter how you slice the dice, you can do your homework all you want. It don't matter until you actually get to the, get there and perform. Right. I mean, that's why you see a lot of, like, the guys from the SEC go high. Because they're pretty battle-tested playing in that conference. Right. It's basically and the best conference in the country. And not only that, every single season, Belichick brings in someone who's undrafted, he ends up being a player. Yeah, yep. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, like you said, a weird time. Like you said, Bentley, what was he, a fifth-round pick? Yeah. That's a steal, too, in the fifth round. Yeah, people forget he's coming back next right. year. So where do you think the most steals come from in the rounds? Like your fourth and fifth, you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the you know, Pats have even got some in the seventh round. You know, Edelman was a seventh rounder, right? That's few and far between, though. Right. Oh yeah. It's. I mean, it's uh, kind of. I'm curious what round actually produces the most talent, longevity wise. Oh, huh, right. The hell of a question. Yeah, we got some people we can ask that. <laughs> right. Huh. I'm going to say the third round, just taking mm. a shot in the dark. Right. 
but I don't know. It's just speculation on my part. My guess would be the second. Second round? Yeah. I mean, they're kind of like the tweener on the first round. They slip for whatever reason, for like a stupid, you know, pot violation or whatever. You know, something stupid. First round talent, but something they did stupid as a kid in college hurt them in the draft. So, I mean, that would be my guess, but we'll have to find out for sure. That's an interesting question. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. So, now that tag day is officially over with in the NFL, how do you feel about the Patriots not using it on anybody? I don't mind it. I mean, now I love Trent Brown, but before he came here, he had issues of, you know, quitting on plays, not hustling in practice. I'm just a little worried about giving him, you know, a huge long-term deal. You know, just in case he does kind of revert back to that. And the franchise tag for him was like $14 million. That's That's a lot. They can't do that. Trey Flowers, he's going to make a ton of money. I mean, do I hope he comes back? Yeah, but, I mean, you, you franchise him, you kind of risk pissing the player off like you did, you know, like Samuels like a long time ago. When they did that to mm-hmm. him, he was all ticked off about it. So, I mean, hopefully they can come to an agreement before next week and get him to stick around. And then, you know, Gustowski, it's, that, he's a lightning rod for people, me included. I mean, sort of like Josh McDaniels with his play calling. <laughs> you know, it's uh, Gustowski, man, he can't. Forget, I mean, he's missed a lot of kicks in big games. Right. You know, the last three Super Bowls, I think he's missed four field goals total. Wow. And he's missed extra points in big games. I mean, that 2015 AFC Championship game against Denver, him missing the extra point made them go for two at the end. Right. You know, so... He's 35. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's 35 years old now. So I don't know. I mean, I could see them. And that cap hit for him was like close to 6 million. That's just crazy. I don't think Bill's ever going to pay that much for a kicker. I mean, he wouldn't even pay that for Vinatieri back in the day. Right. You know, and he had helped them win, what, three Super Bowls? Yeah. (laughs) So. It's I kind could, of funny now. Goshkowski has been the kicker for three too. Right. Yeah, that's crazy Ooh. how that's worked out. Oh yeah. But, I mean, watch Bill draft a kicker in the first round, and Mel Kuyper has a freaking coronary right on air. <laughs> I don't think that's happening. <laughs> you imagine? <laughs> I want to see it I, just so. Uh, Kuiper and them just lose it on national TV. Right. <laughs> they dropping the puncher in round one. Right. <laughs> He's got a great leg. <laughs> I don't know. There was some chatter that they were going to actually franchise uh, Guskowski. Yeah, they thought about it. 
I mean, maybe they're close to locking him up. Who knows? I mean, could be that, too. Well, with Dwayne Allen leaving, there's what, $7 million that opened up for him? Yep. Yeah, a lot of money. Well, they got to have something up their sleeve. Right. you got to hold. I mean, you free that up, you can use that money to re-sign Flowers. But add on to it, obviously. He definitely yeah. picked a seven mil. Right. I mean, too, the cap, too, went up to like $188 million this year. So that helps keeping people. I think what they have to do is take care of some in-house contracts before they start dealing with their free agents. I mean, what I'd like to see him do is extend Van Noy. I mean, the guy deserves it. You know what? Yeah. Hopefully you stay calm. <laughs> oh, I'm already worried about yeah. next season. You kidding me? Right. Oh, you have to. I mean, that guy is just a perfect example of he's gotten better in this system every year. Yep. He's as reliable as you're going to get on that defense. Yeah, I mean, you know, people talking, oh, go sign a bunch of defensive free agents. It's like, it's not plug and play for the Patriots. It's just not. You know, you got Justin Houston, he's getting cut by the Chiefs. He's older in age, but he'd be an interesting Ed Rudger to bring in here, sort of like Chris Long a couple of years ago. He's the type of player at that age and, you know, where he is right now in the NFL overall, who Patriots tend to bring in mm-hmm. on a short-term deal, and they give you 10 sacks. Yep. Big ones, too. How it works out is beyond me, but it just seems to work out in their favor. Everything comes up roses for them, doesn't it? Well, I mean, Houston, he wants a ring. And the pedigree that the Patriots have over the years is, you know, come here if you want a shot at the title. Right. So, I mean, it's not like Atlanta could do that. You know, it's not like any other team really in the NFL could do that besides the Patriots. Because who's going to buy that? You know it's not going to be like the MLB, you know, post not postseason, but free agency. Mm-mm. Good God. <laughs> That's for another show, but wow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> With NFL, everything seems to go fast. Oh, yeah. When free agency starts, yeah. I mean, who thought Gilmore was going to sign here a couple of years ago? Not me. Not me. I didn't no one saw that coming. No, no, not even Shepner. He did not. No one had a clue. Like that was that was like NSA type security. Like right. no nobody had a inkling of that. They didn't even know they were they thought they were gonna be quiet and free agency. You know, they thought they were gonna work on extending Malcolm Butler. And nope, sorry, we're gonna give Gilmore sixty-five million. Brilliant move, looking back on it, but totally unexpected. Yeah, and I mean they have what Jonathan Jones is a restricted, restricted free agent. Yep. So who knows what's gonna happen with him? Right. They got um, Duke Dawson. 
Yep. He's supposed to be stepping in to see what he's all about. It'll be interesting when they, what type of decisions they're going to make. Yeah, I mean, too, they're, uh, secondary-wise, they're pretty set. Right. I've mean, seen what, an article a few days ago. Mm-hmm. I don't recall who wrote it, but the Patriots, corner of the, the writer, think that J.C. Jackson can be better than Gilmore? Oh, I believe I that. Want, I, you, I'm pumping the brakes on that viciously. <laughs> you know how I feel on that one. <laughs> I I am not buying that. Not even close. Eventually, yeah. Eventually, I'm yeah. Like, I mean, you can't say that. You can't sit there and say that wholeheartedly knowing how football is. All it takes is a fluke injury and you're done. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Or if his you know, head gets too big, something like that, yeah. All the time. And yeah. Stuff like that happens every season. Look at Malcolm Butler. Yeah. He came I mean, and everyone thought he was the next coming, and all of a sudden he fizzled. No, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying he has the potentials there for him to do it. He's just got to – it's on him to actually go out and do it. Well, I know for a fact I want to see a lot more before I'm ready to yeah. Oh, yeah. bond him as no. the next right. great, great thing. No, I mean, I'm not putting him in the Hall of Fame yet. Like, <laughs> right. I'm, I think I'm pretty level-headed with stuff like that. It's not a one year and that's it for me. I mean, you got to prove it for a few years. Right. Exactly. Anyone can have a good season, but can you have sustainability? That's the right. real question. Yeah, and like you mentioned, health too. He's got to stay healthy. I mean, really, he right. didn't get a lot of starts until the second half of the year. So, can he go a full season playing a ton? We don't we know. Determined, All right? Know yeah. Nothing. No. We know nothing about Duke Dawson, the Obi Mellon Fowl guy. Who knows right. what he's even doing here? Oh, that was crazy how i mean it seems they basically picked them up for next season yeah pretty much it seems like they got them <laughs> just to make it so no one else could get them right i mean what the fortitude to do something like that i mean can you imagine like if the steelers or somebody did that oh my god yeah people would be up in arms like what are you stupid but now let it you know now that bill did it it's like oh it's a brilliant move I mean, I liked it. I loved the move when they did it. I thought he was going to play, if right. nothing else, play on special teams. I mean, he's a big kid, physical. I thought they were going to bring him down in the box type of thing. But What about um, Jason McCoy? You think they're going to bring him back? I hope so. I mean, I'd like to see him back on like a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought he was awesome, though. Second half of the season. I mean, you called it before the year. You thought he was going to have a pretty big impact. So you were right on that one. It happens from time to time. Right. <laughs> Every once in a while, I get on one of my streaks and right. we're off in the races. Yeah. Cool. We'll see what happens. It's going to be pretty interesting in the next right. Week plus. 
My prediction is uh, Trent Brown's gone. Somebody's going to overpay him. Okay. Lo- would I love to see him come back? Damn right I would. But I think it's like the amount of money like Nate Solder got last year kind of set a bad precedent. I think that was way too much for him. And so now, I mean, if you're a free agent, especially Brown, who just came off an awesome year, it's probably going to be your starting price. Very well, could be. Realistically. But then again, the market's going to get set still, too. Right. I mean, if they have a shot to bring him back, it's they're not going to be the ones, you know, setting the market for that position. It's no way. No, no. I mean, he'd have to take probably eight to ten million a year to come back here. Yeah. I would think. I mean, there's no way they're going to pay him fourteen, fifteen a year when you have other guys to sign, plus whatever free agents they decide to bring in, and they still got to pay for the people they draft. I mean, right? They have twelve draft picks. Do you? Think they're going to use them all? Or do you think they're going to trade some of them? Nah, they'll trade some of them. Yeah, make that. I agree. That's just their way. What about flowers? I think. Oh, I mean, the the only competition I see for him is the Dolphins. Well, the Colts have money, supposedly. The Jets yeah. have money. Yeah, you know, does he want to play for the Colts? Does he want to play for the Jets? I mean, I don't know. Colts, maybe. but Sometimes money talks. Yeah. I mean, it's just where's his mindset? Does he want to get paid massive money, or does he want to get paid very well and still have a really good chance to win? I mean, if he all he cares about is money... He could go to the Jets. I think they have the most money in the league. That'd be a problem. I don't right? like that. No. Oh, why me? That would I be mean, so terrible. I mean, he could go to Miami, but they don't have a QB. Did you, see some of the, did you see some of the people thinking that either Bortles or Tannehill was going to end up being Brady's backup up here? Yeah, I don't want either. Jesus Christ, really? <laughs> I held supposedly, back on that one. Yeah. Supp- supposedly, Belichick really liked Tannehill at one point. Yeah, I could see. I could sing it bringing in Bortles because – you know, for as bad as he does against bad teams, big games he usually steps up. I mean, he beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. You know, he played pretty well against the Pats in the AFC Championship game. So, yeah, I mean, if you want to, if you want to go by that, I mean, bring him in as a backup on a. Short deal, maybe, but I want zero to do with Tannehill. That guy has not shown anything his entire career being able to win a big game. Right. Sorry. No thanks. I'd rather keep, uh, what's his face? Hoyer. Oh, Hoyer, huh? 
Yeah. So we've got the Brown gone. Flowers, it, you're kind of hoping against hope. You're kind of yeah. like not willing to commit saying he's gone and not willing <laughs> to commit saying he's here. Right. You're definitely riding the fence on that one. Yeah, I mean, because you but, don't know. I mean. What about Goskowski? Oof. You know what? Right, Forget right. We'll get to him later. I'm not uh, going to allow uh, you to sit on the fence. I, I'm going to need a decision. I'll, I'll, I'll say it. He's gone. Okay. Yeah. Unless I got you off the fence. <laughs> and Gostowski? No, that's what I mean. I think Gostowski's gone. Okay, well, let's go back to Flowers then. Hmm. You tricked yeah. me by sitting there saying he's gone, <laughs> and I'll be talking about Gostowski. You're ready yeah. to commit to Flowers, but I caught on yeah. to it after you stumbled out. I, I think Flowers will be back. Similar to that Hightower situation. You know, he's going to take a visit to Miami, probably. Maybe even Indy. He's going to scare the crap out of both of us. Sort of like Hightower when he flew down to Pittsburgh a couple of years ago. And the Jets with the... Uh, yeah. The cupcakes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, so God. my... Th- I'm, are uh, those three free agents? I think they lose two. I think Gostkowski's gone, and I think Brown's gone. I'm gonna say Brown's gone. Unfortunately, I think Flowers is gonna oh. be gone. I really hate that, but I think mm. I think he's gonna take the money. And I'm gonna say Gostkowski's gonna get signed and be back. Mm. So, so well, each of them, yeah. right? We each have one back. It's just a different one. <laughs> so you have Goskowski gone. I have mm-hmm. him staying. You have Flowers staying. I have him going. We both have Brown gone, so there's your person who's going to be back. Right. <laughs> yep. Yep. See? Problem solvers. Right. <laughs> Jeez. I yeah, wouldn't I mean, like him back either, but it just depends on the contract. Right. Yeah, like we said, I mean, we don't know where the, his mindset is. Is he happy with a couple of Super Bowl rings and now he wants to break the bank, so to speak? Or does he want to keep competing well, for titles? I mean, too, it's, you know, does he think Indy can win it all? I mean, I don't. I think just completely guessing. I think he's already got his ring, so now it's time for him to cash in. Right. He's at that age now where that's where you look for your first big deal. Yeah. I wouldn't mind Brown back, though. Really. Oh, I'd like him back, too. I was impressed. I think, you know, we both have him gone, but Dante Scarnecchia and him have a really good relationship. Mm-hmm. He really, they really respect each other, and that can't be disregarded, I don't think. No, definitely not. No. It might not be enough to keep him around money-wise, but it might be enough for him to think twice. I mean, I don't know about you, but I can't remember the last time the Patriots had a left tackle where I wasn't worried about Brady's blind side. You know, and like 
this I year. Mean, Solder was good, but yeah, I he mean, was he was a turnstile at times. Matt Light, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. It's been a long time. And then prior to that, let's go old school, go old Bruce Armstrong. Yeah, yeah, you know, with, with Solder, big Bruce. Right. Oh yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I mean that says a lot for you know him to come in here, first year in the system. Big dude. I mean, he's tall as some trees for crying out loud. Oh, he's a definite you know, oak tree. Right. No I mean, about that. He has great footwork, great hands, being able to block people for a big guy. You know, he can get out on the edge and. Block downfield. I liked. I'd love to have him back. It's just left tackle is a premium position, and potential big left tackles like that with all that potential, they don't hit free agency a lot. So that's why I kind of think someone's going to overpay. But I sure hope he kind of they get a middle ground and work something out. Yeah, maybe. I yeah. Mean. yeah, I mean the Pats do have Isaiah win, but he didn't make it out of tr- preseason. And then you're gonna have him step in, and you know, here we go. It's that's a little nerve wracking. Yep. <laughs> so, sure. I mean, he could prove me dead wrong. I hope if it comes to that, he does. He probably will, but. Brady's getting up there in age, so if there's one less thing he has to worry about is blind side, that's definitely a good thing. Right. I mean I mean any quarterback, like if they have to worry about getting creamed, either from the front or the back, I mean, you can't read coverages as good. The ball's gonna come out probably even quicker than usual. Could be more interceptions, that kind of crap. So what are they going to do with Isaiah Wynn, who's supposed to be the heir apparent to that position if Brown's back long term? He was playing guard in preseason, wasn't he? He was playing both, but yeah, you got Tooney already situated at left guard. They can rotate him in across the line. I mean, they've done that. For players, you can never have enough linemen. Those poor right. guys, they seem to take the brunt of the punishment. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah, Pretty I know. If, if I was ever a lineman, I'd be wearing, you know, double knee braces. <laughs> Even if I wasn't oh, hurt, I, you know. It's like, I'd be trying to cheat my cow if I was. I'd be trying to put Vaseline on like the old players <laughs> back in the day and slip it on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, people used to do that stuff all the time back in the day. Yeah. Any edge you could possibly get, you went for. Right. I'm sure they still do it some. There's different oh, ways. Sure. I'm I mean, sure. I mean, too, you got the receivers that basically wear stick gloves. I know. It's nuts. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. Anything else? Are you all set? No, I think I'm good. It's going to be a fun couple of weeks to see what they do as far as free agency. I mean, next week we'll probably start hearing things. Hopefully all good things as far as we're concerned. Forget the rest of the league. <laughs> yeah, really, who cares? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's all I got. If you're, not, if you're not already, be sure to follow us on Twitter. Mine's We Play for Titles. What's yours, Chris? Chris underscore Blackie. Yeah, and uh, another episode next week. So have a good day or night whenever you listen to this one. See you. Yeah.